Lord Jesus, we bless you. Mashael pre etamaga. Baradago sudden joy to joy. Erdonti enjoy the joy. Majen the joy. Shai the endrendu belegen joy. Island high joy. Shirendian joy. Embrenen joy. Everenentinentin joy. Emeradent and joy. I'd enjoy to dust to joy, joy. I'd enjoy joy, joy, joy. Every joy, every night joy. Estepai hidden joy. Heaven hidden joy. In hidden joy. I mean, hidden, hidden died in hidden joy, joy. Had a joy in the joy, hidden. Had his heaven, heaven, tis this separate. Oh, thank you, Jesus. For another Gaila Sata Lamanata, for the Nostoliata Maladosian, to Michaelis to say you are a mile of the necklace this yellow mortar, to Michael Oscar Mikhail and Mikhail, to Mikhail and to Kyle or to clean at Lloyd, I style hard or Lloyd, Lloyd, sir, to the altar, to the altar, to an altar, and in sight an altar, I am all stay, come out to make you break. I can to me to into 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 enter 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 transcend 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 enter enter and enter 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 to fill you to enter for to fill you to enter as the fit to bring entrances, entrances, so better entry, enter, 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 entrances, entrances, and to put of to bring you, bring you to entrances, as to for to set your sight, your sight, your height, your heart, height, height, you, to height, you, to height, you, to height, you, to height, you, so put a photo height, even height and height in you, automata height in you, or stupid. Photo, photo height, height in you. It's photo height in you. Uh, but height, high joy. To make you to high joy. And to high, to high, to high. To high you, to high you, to high you. To photo high you. Um, to photo mother from height. To high you, for to joy you. Tamada joy you. Meta Kyle and Tyler, sight, I love. Ever to joy you. For to joy you, to joy, Ephenos, for to priest you, and to joy you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we thank you. Amen. There's an interpretation. Please don't waste time. Amen. For Karadoste, Erdi Haldomasia. Oh, we thank you, Jesus. Oh, we thank you, Jesus. 
For I have come to joy you, I have come for to joy you, for to come to joy you, to come to joy you, for to come to bring you to the height of joy, to come to bring you to the height of joy. I have come to open joy, joy, joy is open to you. I have come to open joy and I am baptizing, I am baptizing, I am baptizing, I am feeling more, I am feeling more, I am feeling more, I am feeling more. For the realm of joy is the realm of high feeling. Is a realm of high feeling. Is a realm of high feeling. It's the realm of the height of the Holy Ghost. It's the realm of the height. It is the realm of the height. I am feeling more. I am baptizing more. I am feeling you more. I am baptizing you more. For to come to joy, you must be full. You must be full. You must be full. I am yet baptizing. I am yet outpouring more. I am yet pouring out more for to bring you to joy. For to bring you to joy. For to bring you to joy. For it's a place of constancy in the spirit. It's a place of constancy in the spirit. It's a place of constancy in the spirit. I'm coming to joy you. I am coming to joy you. For I'm pouring of my joy into you. I am pouring of my joy into you. For you will come up to my joy. You will come up to my joy. Come up to my joy. It's opened up. It's opened up. Come yes, up to Lord. my joy. Yes, it's the Lord. way of the spirit. Yes. I am feeling you more. I will yet feel you. I will yet feel you. I will yet feel you more. I will yet feel you more. Drink up of me. Drink up. Drink up. Drink up. Drink up. Drink up. Drink up. I am yet feeling you more. I am yet feeling you more. It's bringing you up to my joy. Come up to my joy. Come up to my joy. I am joining you to my joy. Says the spirit. Oh, we thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Our Lord, we bless you tonight. Amen. Come and minister your joy. As you have declared to our souls tonight. Father, I pray every heart that is open, willing, meek, broken enough tonight. Father, to, to enjoy the foolishness of your visitation. I pray that you will baptize such meek spirits. Amen. Father, thank you, Jesus. We open our vessel to drink of you. Feel, come on, flow, flow like a river and feel us. Thank you, Jesus. Open the table. Upon. In this mountain shall a lot of hosts make unto our people a feast of our, of our things, a feast of, of wines, on the leaves of our things full of marrow, for to fort, 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 feed, feed, fort, feed, feed, for to feed, my feed, amian to feed, to feed, amilikaila to fart to feed, feeder, I'm a feeder. I'm a to breathe, to make you. 
Makai to feed. Feed you. Tamai. My shemenigel gal gal guide. Tamai to feed. Futter to feed you. Epress to feed you. Hetama to feed Thank you've come to feed you I've come to feed you I've come to feed every heart that is open every heart that is open I've come to feed you I've come to feed I've come to prove food you. I've come to food you. I've come food you. Food, 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 food. There is food for you in the house. 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 For my food is my strength to you. My food is my strength to you for to guide you. For to guide you up to me. I am yet to feed you. I am yet to feed you. Eat, open, open and eat. Open and eat. Every heart be willing for the food coming to you, says the Spirit. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Our Father, we yield it to you tonight. Come and in this short time, bless us as you will, as you desire. Bring blessings of Spirit. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Father, we thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Good evening. Amen. Um, just say you're welcome to somebody. Yes, beside you. Praise the Lord. Let's open to, to the book of Romans. Um, see. Romans first. Amen. amen. If you're in Romans, say amen. amen. Praise God. Romans chapter chapter 12. Let's see chapter let's see chapter fourteen first. Praise God. Romans chapter fourteen. Read from verse verse seventeen. It says for for the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness. Amen. It's not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Oh, oh. Righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Praise God. 
For he that in these things serveth Christ is acceptable to God. Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. For he that in these things serveth Christ is acceptable to God and, and approved of men. So, so the kingdom of God is righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. The kingdom is righteousness and peace and, and what? And joy where? In the, in the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. Uh, Paul, he said in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Um, let's see that. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Said, and I, brethren, when I, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech, of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. Praise God. Amen. Amen. When I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom declaring unto you the testimony of God, for I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus, Jesus Christ, and him crucified. Amen. Amen. And I was with you in weakness, in fear, and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in a demonstration of the spirit and of power so that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men but in the what in the in the power of god praise the lord my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom but in a demonstration of the spirit and of power so his preaching was in the in the demonstration of the spirit and of what? And of power. Praise God. So uh, and we know the, the purpose of preaching is to, um, uh, Paul was a preacher of the, of the, he was also a teacher of the kingdom. Amen. Um, that kingdom is, we say that that kingdom is the message uh, which the spirit of God is carrying, the spirit of God um, carries the the message of the kingdom, praise God. And so, the the ministration of the kingdom has to be done by the Spirit, because he said that those kingdom, those things in the kingdom, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost, those things, praise God, are in the Spirit. So, without the ministration of the Spirit, is not possible to gain access to the things of the Spirit. So you need the ministration of the Spirit, amen, to, to gain access to the things of the Spirit. And the Spirit is ministered by, he calls it here, the way of a demonstration. So the Spirit is the demonstrator of the things of the kingdom. So, the way 
the kingdom. Now, the kingdom, the things of the kingdom can only be given by a demonstration of the spirit. So, when you say the word a demonstration, it's not just a story. Praise God. Demonstration includes some sort of animation, some sort of enactment of the details, praise God, and also the, the character and the things, praise God, that, that make up the kingdom. So the, the Spirit of God has to demonstrate righteousness for righteousness to be received and to be known by his soul. It has to demonstrate peace. And the, it has to do what? To demonstrate joy. Amen. So, so that, that demonstration is what characterizes the ministration of the Spirit. Uh, is what makes the ministration of the, Paul calls it, of the letter. He made it different or lower than the ministration of the Spirit. Because the ministration of the, of the letter did not carry or they didn't involve the demonstration of the Spirit. Praise the Lord. And, and without demonstration of the Spirit, there cannot be the access or the giving of the things which the Spirit is carrying. Praise God. So Paul, Apostle Paul, um, he was a teacher. He was actually a teacher of the, of the testimony. Um, of course, not the Old Testament, or, but he was a teacher of the New Testament. Now here he says, Let's read verse 1. He says, I, I, brethren, when I came to you, I came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony. So what he was declaring was the testimony. And that the declaration of the testimony required the demonstration of this spirit. Praise God. The, what the declaration of the testimony requires what? The demonstration of the Spirit. Praise God. Praise God. So, the demonstration of the Spirit, praise God, is required for the delivery, amen, of the testimony. Say testimony. So, the testimony. Now, every time the testimony comes. It has to come by demonstration. Amen. The, the testimony of God has to come by what? Has to come by a demonstration. It has to be demonstrated. Because the, the testimony of God is a, is a spiritual testimony. When you say testimony, the testimony is the, the details of an agreement. Or an, when it's in God, is an agreement that he intends to be made with man. Praise God. So, and when it's in the heart of a man, it's, a, it's an agreement that has been made, praise God, inside a man that is within. So the testimony is the, the details of a covenant. Amen. <clears throat> the testimony is what? The details of of the covenant and the covenant or the testimony also is the expression of a will 
Amen. So the, the, what, the testimony of God is also what you call the will of God. Praise the Lord. And so the will of God is what is embodied within the kingdom. So whenever you see testimony, you're talking about the details of the kingdom. What document actually archives the will of the kingdom? Amen. The document of archive of the will of the kingdom is what you call the testimony or the testament. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. The, so the testi- testimony is, or the testament is the summation of the wills. Praise God. Which, is also, means, which also means it is the, the details of the kingdom. What is within the kingdom. Amen. So, so it's very clear that what the spirit is, is keeping or what is in the Holy Ghost is the testimony of the kingdom. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. What is in the Holy Ghost is what? Is the testimony of the kingdom. And so that, that's why it's not possible to, to minister the testament without ministering by the Spirit or without the demonstration or some sort of demonstration of the Spirit. Do you agree with that? Praise God. Amen. Amen. Paul spoke about the ministration of the Spirit in Second Corinthians chapter 3. Let's, let's see Second Corinthians 3. <clears throat> Praise God. Second Corinthians chapter 3 from verse 1. If you're there, say amen. amen. It says, do we begin again to commend ourselves? Or need we some others, as some others, epistles of commendation to you or letters of commendation from you? It says, ye are our epistles written in our hearts, known and read of our men. Amen. And for as much as ye are manifestly declared to be the epistle of Christ, ministered by us, written not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God, not in tables of stone, but in fleshy tables of the heart. You see that? So he says, you are declared to be the epistle of Christ, ministered by us, written not with ink, but with the word, the spirit. So the, the epistle of Christ is written in man, not with ink, but with what? With the spirit of who? Of the living God. And he goes on to say, and such trust we have through Christ the God. That trust here is talking about the trust. It's of course, the trust of the, of the gospel of Christ. Praise God. is the trust of the testament, but also ultimately, or most characteristically, it is the trust of the Spirit. The trust of ministering the Spirit. So, and God, heaven will not put the trust of the gospel or the testimonial on a vessel who does not carry the, 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 the ability or who doesn't have the capacity for the ministration or the demonstration of the Spirit. Amen. The word trust means a commitment with security. 
with assurances. Praise God. And we saw that the, the purpose of the, the keeping of the kingdom within the Holy Ghost is for a kind of preservation. That God doesn't broadcast the things of the kingdom to men for any term they can hurry to receive. But rather, when it comes to the kingdom, there's a way the kingdom is given by way of an administration, which we saw as the administration of what John called the unction of the spirit. Praise God. So the unction of the spirit is actually some kind of trust, not, not necessarily a ministerial trust of, praise God, or an apostolic trust like Paul and co had. They had a trust to carry the testimony and to minister it. Amen. I'm trying to go very, very fast because there's, there's short time and there's so much to say. Praise God. So, so they, they had a trust in, a, in an apostolic capacity, but there is a, that trust, it rests, it rests natively. It rests in a certain way, which is it resides inside an, the ocean of the unction of the spirit that the environment of the spirit is the security or is the atmosphere where there is a, there's a free release of the things that pertain to the kingdom. Amen. So the things that pertain to the kingdom, the wheels of the kingdom, the testimony of the kingdom, they all flow in where? In the ocean of the spirit. Like we use the analogy of fish in water. That fish needs water. If you take fish out of water, it's just a matter of time. It, it, it will die. Amen. It will drown and it will become dead. Praise the Lord. It will no longer be alive. Praise God. So that thing of the, that thing of the unction of, of the spirit, praise God, is, is necessary for anything that pertains to the, to, to the Lord. Anytime you move out of the unction, God will still has things he can give to you. But moving outside the unction shuts the door to the things of the kingdom. Am I correct? Yes. And then it can, you can now begin to handle other things that are not kingdom materials or do not contain the will of God. Praise the Lord. Are you seeing that? So, so this, this, test, this place here, it says that um, we have such trust. Um, it says, such trust have we through Christ to God word that was through Christ towards God right uh, through Christ towards God Christ is a means you understand Christ is what a, a means Christ is a spiritual means is a, Christ is the means that God made that God created you can also call him a way Christ is also a way that is God word Praise God. He's a means. He's a way that is God word. Praise God. So, so when you go, there are two things in the kingdom. The kingdom contains a way and a destination. Or a way and an, or, and an end. It, it has a way. It has a destination. Praise God. The kingdom, the Christ is the way of the kingdom. And God is the what? The destination of the kingdom. Praise God. It's also a means and an end. Right? The means of the kingdom is Christ. The end of the kingdom, which is what they call the end of our faith, which is salvation of our soul. Praise God. Now, salvation is God. Right? It's the salvation to our God who sits upon the throne. 
Praise the Lord. So, so this to so Christ, the trust is through Christ to God word. It's through Christ towards towards God. Amen. Let's go on. It says, not that we have sufficient of ourselves to think anything as of ourselves, but our sufficiencies of God, who had made us able ministers of the New Testament, not of the letter, but of the Spirit, for the letter killeth, but the Spirit doth what? Giveth life. The letter killeth, but the Spirit giveth life. Praise God. So the ministration of the New Testament is a ministration of the Spirit. Praise God. The ministration of the what? New Testament is, is what? A ministration of the Spirit. Now, so the, but the, the New Testament is spiritual, right? It's spiritual, and its ministration is also spiritual. Now, <clears throat> when it comes to anything that has the savour of the will of God, anything that has the what? The savour of the will of God, it has to be, when it's flowing out of God, it must be carried out spiritually. No man can tap into anything in God without the vehicle of the Spirit. The vehicle of the Spirit is must carry things out of God. Praise God. Now, you see that even the, the, the Old Testament, amen, the, the Old Testament, you see that the way the Old Testament came was by a vehicle of the Spirit. Now, when the Testament was instituted, the way of ministering that testament wasn't spiritual, right? It was a very natural method because of the entry point of the, the way the, the, it was ministered. It was ministered into men, into the minds of men. It wasn't a, a spiritual delivery, praise God. But when the, the testament, you know that, that testament, amen, was when God brought the testament, it was, it was actually brought by the presence. It came out of the presence of God. Amen. The, I'm talking about the Old Testament now. It came out of where? The presence. It actually came out of the presence, and it came out of the glory of God. So the, the testament, every testament that God gives is a product of glory. Glory is what is from, is where... God gives because inside glory is where the is where the, the is is the hiding of the will. Every will of God wears a glory. Amen. Glory just means what is glory? Glory just means spirit with content. Right? Spirit with, with materials in it. Not just the shell of the spirit, like we said before. But when the, the spirit is coming that and carries element of thought of God in it is it is glorious in its essence. Praise God. So so when when the so, so even the testimony that you see here, praise God, um, that let's see, verse seven, right? It says that if if the ministration of death was written and engraved on stones was glorious. 
so that the children of Israel could not steadfastly behold the face of Moses for the glory of his countenance, which glory was to be done away, then how shall not the ministration of the Spirit be rather glorious? Amen. Amen. So what they call the ministration of death here, of course, what they mean by ministration of death is talking about the ministration of the letter. Do you see that? So that the aspect of ministration of the of death of the letter, he's not speaking about. He's not speaking about how the the writings got on the stone. That's not the ministration of death. It was how how were they trying to give it from the stones and from the book? How were they trying to use it as an instrument to preserve men? It was by the operation of letter, not of spirit, which was a ministration of death. Amen. When you, whenever you, you descend into the letter, it's a debt agreement. That we are, we are, we, it's a compromise. Ministering letter is a compromise. Praise God. Um, it's, it's a compromise of, it's a ministration of death. In other words, when, you, when they're ministering the letter, it's because the ministration of the spirit was refused. Praise God. So they have to say, okay, when... when the ministration of the spirit is refused, it leaves a trajectory of death. You get what I mean? So the, those people who refuse the ministration of the spirit, you know that these men, their end is death. Their trajectory is death because it is the spirit that giveth life. And when you, 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 you refuse the ministration of the spirit, you, you submit to a trajectory of death but they can still bring a ministration of letter to slow down the process of death, which is a compromise, praise the Lord, that comes below the, the giving of life, which has to happen spiritually. Praise God. So that's why they call it the ministration of death. But that ministration was glorious, which was evidence in the face of Moses when he came out of the experience where the, what, the, 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 the law came. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Now, so that thing, so it means the law itself, you know, the Bible says it, that the law is not carnal. The law itself was spiritual. In, was that in Romans chapter 7? Amen. So that law itself was spiritual, but it could not be ministered spiritually because the people who should have received it they refused the ministration of the Spirit. What, what they refused was the ministration of the Spirit. That's what the Lord wanted to do with them on, in Sinai. Amen. Remember what I said before, that every issue of things from God, it must be carried out, it must be spiritually. Everything that's gushing out of God, everything that, nothing can come out of God without the, the vehicle of the Spirit. Praise God. So, so what God actually wanted to do, God wanted to bring the whole nation to that mountain, and God wanted to cause demonstrations of the Spirit. What the Lord, when he descended upon the mountain, he descended with demonstrations. Amen. So he wanted to write the testament, praise God, by the demonstration of the spirit and power, the way Paul was doing it. Amen. 
That was, that was actually God's old method of ministration too. And in the Old Testament. Now, you say, okay, what do you mean? But, but Paul, when Paul was ministering, there wasn't earthquake and blackness and fire and smoke and all that. <laughs> tempest. Praise God. There was no tempest. Praise God. Apart from the one that Paul himself <laughs> experienced. Amen. Which you could also tie to the testament that he was carrying somehow. But, well, you know, that's not what we're talking about. So, so, but at that time now, praise God, you can, you can, God wanted to write in men. He wanted to write in men. In those men in the wilderness. God wanted to write the, the testament, the testimony out of him in them. Now, like I said before, every time, every receiving of a testimony, it has to become, it has to come by a demonstration of the Holy, of the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Now, now, the, now the reason why the, the demonstration of the Spirit took the form that it did in Sinai is because the Holy Spirit, those men were, were dead men, in terms of their spirit men were dead. Because death had, passed, death had passed upon all men through the disobedience of Adam. So by disobedience, praise God, the spirits were dead. So there was no way for a legitimate infilling of the spirit in them. So there was no way that the Holy Ghost could come into them and demonstrate the testament in their heart. From within, right? There's no way that the Holy Ghost could, could bring about a demonstration of the Spirit from within their heart. So the Holy Spirit now found and discovered there's another way to them. You can still achieve the same effect to a heart, but make the demonstration external. That through demonstrating externally, you can still get some kind of work done, effect on the soul. Praise God, that you, you want to achieve, that you could try to achieve with the ideal method, which is an inward demonstration of the Holy Ghost and of power. Praise God. So when, when the Lord descended upon Sinai, he descended with an intention, <clears throat> amen, to, an intention to impart the testimony. What he actually wanted to impart were Actually, secrets of the kingdom. Right. Secret of the kingdom. And we know the first secret of the kingdom are the ways of the kingdom. That's the first level of secret. Like by the time you enter into the kingdom, he said, of course, he said, I accept you be born of water and the spirit. You cannot see the kingdom. You cannot enter, sorry. So when you enter inside the kingdom, once the, the, the birth of water and spirit, which is the water of sight of the kingdom, occurs to a soul, and the, the gates of the kingdom begins to open to the soul, the first thing you begin to see in the kingdom are ways. Yeah, actually ways of journeying. They are one, and what is the, the journey of the kingdom, which the ways of the kingdom present to the soul, are, is actually, Jesus spoke about it as journey of greatness. 
that was what he demonstrated with the, when they asked him a question, who would be the greatest in the kingdom? And he, he told, he brought, the, I'm sure they gathered, praise God, all the, his apostles, 12 of them, and then he put a little child in their midst. Praise God. That's Matthew chapter 7. Is he 18? Praise God. So he put the little child in their midst. Amen. And he said, except you be, you be converted and become as little children that you cannot enter. So the entrance into the kingdom is a conversion, right? And you become as little children. Then except you become, you humble yourself as this little child. Praise God. You will not, what? Anyone who can humble himself as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. So there's a conversion, you enter, then there is that process of humbling is, is, is teaching, is following. It's actually the process of acquiring the meekness of the kingdom, like Jesus taught it. When he says, come unto me, you who are labor, who are heavy laden, I will give you rest for your soul. He said, come unto me, take my yoke upon you. Now, the purpose of yoke is to journey. Right. One, whenever they put a yoke on an animal, you don't put a yoke on an animal to stand there, or two animals. It's because it's, the purpose of yoke is to pair together, to take a common journey, to, to make, is to, you want, to, you want one animal to, to follow the same journey as the other one, to move in one direction. You yoke them together, and you make them move together. Are you seeing them? So when he says, take my yoke upon you, that yoke is come and journey with me, right? Come and walk with me, praise the Lord. And he says, for my, my yoke is what? It's easy. And my, he said, take my yoke upon me and learn of me. And he said, I am meek and lowly. So, so you see that the journey of the yoke is a journey of meekness and lowliness. That's why the way you journey from being in the kingdom to being the greatest in the kingdom is by humbling yourself as that little child. So the journey of the kingdom is from, what? from one level of meekness, one level of humility, one level of brokenness to the other. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Does that make sense? Amen. Praise the Lord. So, so the, the journey of the kingdom are journeys of ways. It's actually a way. But when they say way, it's actually a way with department of ways. So Christ is the way, but in Christ are ways. Because anytime you're speaking of the soul, the soul is, is not, is, is not singular. The soul is many. Even though you can term it as one, right? You can say a river, but the river has many. It has, it's full of many, many, many uncountable droplets of waters. And so the, such is the soul. The soul is, a, is like a river. It's like a sea, amen, that has many points and many things that needs to be converted within it and that needs to journey. So some of us, are part of our soul has journeyed. Part of our soul refused to journey. Amen. A part of our soul, <laughs> praise God, is submitting to the journey of meekness. 
some parts are saying we are not interested in this journey. Some, there are some parts of our soul that might not even know. It doesn't even, they're not even, it's not even aware that there's something about kingdom actually being praised God because the conversation hasn't journeyed to that, to that aspect. Amen. So, amen. So, so why I brought about, the, what I, I spoke about ways is because the, the way when God came down upon the mountain was the, was the impartation of ways. Amen. And that was described because Moses was able to subject himself to that experience. And later they said that, that after that experience, what he got from God was ways from God. So, so ways were, the, were what, what Moses inherited. Praise God. He, he found, inherited ways. And, and of course, after Moses inherited ways, he then became... He became, he also inherited access, right? Because the purpose of way is access. That when a man has the ways, he can always be coming back. That's why some ways was able to always go back to commune with the Lord. Because it would take a man who they've installed the ways of God for God to allow to come closer. And God did not allow any other person to come closer because all those men are, amen, you can't, come to God via another way or another method. And of course, it's very clear that even though Moses was going to the, a physical point in the tabernacle, physically, to commune with God, it's very clear that what equipped him for that communion wasn't just because he had feet and he could walk. Because all of them had feet and they could walk, but they could not come to that place. It means there was something inside of him which was invisible, Praise God. That will make him enter into that place and not be consumed. Praise God. The Lord, the Lord told Moses, let's see that in, in Exodus chapter. <clears throat> let's see, I think it's Exodus 25. Let's see. Amen. Exodus chapter 25. If you're there, say amen. amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Shamala Kahosa. Precious Tibano. Give you glory. Amen. 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 Thank you, Father. And verse 21, Exodus 25, verse 21, it says, And, and thou shalt put the mercy seat above the ark, of course, the ark of the testament. And in the ark thou shalt put the testimony and that I shall give thee, praise God, and there I will meet with thee and I will be commune with thee from above the mercy seat. From between the two cherubims which are upon the ark of the testimony of all things which I will give thee in commandment to the children of Israel. So I want you to, commit, to command Israel. Of course, when he's commanding Israel, it, that will be a commandment by letter, by the means of the letter. So, so they can bring the things, praise God, like you're going to take the fish out of water and take that fish and give it to the people. Of course, 
you, cannot, you can't take the fish out of water and give it to somebody. And the person take that living fish home. And the fish continue to live with them. It is, it's, once you remove it from water, it's dead. But a dead thing can still preserve. It can still have a way of, of being useful. Praise God. So, so what uh, Moses was doing was he was able to remove, he was able to carry things, letters out of the, the, the spirit, out of the, the, the presence, out of the glory. He's able to, when he's coming out of there, he's coming with words, but he's bringing them out of their natural habitation and he gives them to the people. Praise the Lord. But there is a privilege. There is a privilege of that, his ability to approach it is because of the things that have been installed in him that made him able to always um, be in this place. Even let's see the description here. It says, it says, I will meet with thee and I will do what? I will commune with thee. Praise God. So now the, the communion or that word communion is also fellowship. Right? I will fellowship with thee from above the mercy seat. Amen. From between the two cherubims which are upon the ark. So that realm where, from where he said it will commune is called the realms of glory. Amen. You saw the way it was described in the book of Hebrews chapter 9. Amen. In, in Hebrews chapter 9 he calls the, those cherubs the cherub beams of glory. Right? Let's see. Hebrews chapter 9. <clears throat> Praise God. Since then, verily, the first covenant had also ordinances of divine service and a worldly sanctuary. For there was a tabernacle made, the first wherein was the candlestick and the table and the shewbread, which is called the sanctuary. And after the second veil, the tabernacle, which is called the holiest of all, which had the golden censer and the ark of the covenant over, overlaid around with gold, wherein was the golden pot that had manna and Aaron's rod that budded and the tables of the covenant. Praise God. And over it the word cherubims of glory, shadowing the mercy seat of which we cannot now speak particularly so. So these cherubims, he called them the cherubims of glory. Praise God. So those cherubims of glory, you know, is, when you see cherubims of glory, he's not talking about those cherubims of glory in heaven. You know, those ones are in glory in heaven. But these cherubims are not actual cherubims. They are the ones that God told him to make here in verse, in verse what? 22, amen. amen, where he actually made the cherubs was in verse 19 of Exodus 25, where he said, and make one cherub on the one end, right, and the other cherub on the other end, even of the mercy seat shall you make the cherubims of, on the two ends thereof, and the cherubims shall stretch forth their wings on high, covering the mercy seat, with their wings, and their faces shall look one to another. Towards the mercy seat shall the faces of the what? Of the cherubims be. And thou shalt put the, the mercy seat above the ark, upon the ark, 
and the ark shall thou put the testimony that I shall give thee. So you see the testimony, then you see the, the, the seat, the mercy seat upon the testimony. Then up, on, on the mercy seat, you see the cherubims of glory. They're looking at each other. So praise God. So that place is called the realm of glory. So glory actually rests upon the, 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 mercy, the mercy seat. So what actually sits upon the mercy seat is what you call glory. Amen. So glory is actually, glory is the, amen. Glory is the, is the spirit. Amen. Glory is the spirit. The spirit. Glory is the resident spirit. This glory is actually what they call Shekinah glory. The word Shekinah means abiding. Right? The, the resident glory. The, 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 the sitting glory. The glory that owns the seat. Praise God. So now, now that glory is actually the spirit. Do you understand that? Is that glory is who? So, so you see that, see that picture, that whole picture you see there, including the, the, the ark, the testimony, the seat. Are you seeing that? Then you see the glory upon it. Is that it's a depiction of God? Praise God. He's always speaking about he who does wear light as not a garment. He who, the wearing of light which he wears is actually his robe. Praise God. It's actually the, the robe of the spirit that, that, that carries him. The spirit that what? That covers. And of course, the, 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 the measure, the covering or the clothing of the spirit on God is glorious. Why? Because it's the, it's the spirit carrying a person. It's actually carrying a nature. It's carrying a testament. Is carrying a, a volume or a being of wheels. So, and when you, when you have that testimony, that testimony represents God himself. So that's why you have the Shekinah glory, which is a, the same Shekinah in heaven. The exact same Shekinah because that glory came from heaven. If you read the, the, toward the end of the book of Exodus, when they, show, when they actually implemented it. And then as soon as they implemented it, the glory descended. Praise God, which came first on the mountain, then from the mountain moved into the tabernacle. Praise the Lord. So, of course, you see why the the testimony, the glory will follow the testament. Why? Because the testament came out of the glory. It came out of the glory or it came out of the spirit. Another word is that the way Moses put it is to use the word presence. 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 Amen. Presence. Presence. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, so that presence is where the... So you see that stone... So when, when they were writing in, Paul was writing in First Corinthians chapter, Second Corinthians chapter three, about the 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 ministration of the Spirit. He said, "You are my epistles, manifestly declared, right? 
written not with ink, but by the spirit of the living. Now, what he was referring to as written not with ink, that which is written with ink, amen, or with what you call the letter. Right, the the letter is what they, they kept translating with ink. In in the book in Israel, they had scribes. Right? Those scribes were actually officers that were working for the temple for to maintain the continuity of the of the book. So they, they usually copied from scroll to scroll to scroll with ink. Amen. At that time, even in Israel, when Paul was speaking about the stones were not present anymore. They had taken the ark. They didn't even know where the ark was at that time. So the actual stones, after a while, the stones disappeared. They disappeared from the earth. No man knows where those stones are on the earth till today. To me, I feel actually the earth is no longer worthy of them. Because those stones, you can't equate those stones to books, scrolls that they wrote with ink. Those are deathly ministration. But the writing of the testimony on the stone wasn't deathly. It was actually a living work of God. Because it was a fresh issue of the testimony that was the product of the demonstration. It means everything God was demonstrating upon the mountain, the, the, his ghost, his spirit was writing it and he, he carved it upon a stone. He spoke it to Moses. And as he spoke it to Moses, he wrote it upon a stone. It was the Holy Spirit that was the writer. So when they say not written with ink, it's not only in our hearts that the Holy Ghost is writing. The Holy Ghost has first written on a stone yeah. before. Praise. That's why. That's why he would tell you the law is spiritual in Romans chapter 7. It was actually spiritual. Amen. When you read where the, that thing happened, when, I think that was Exodus chapter 1, I think. In Exodus 31, when you wrote it, praise God. You see the writing, the Bible says it was by the finger of God. Am I correct? Let's see. What verse is that? Yeah, I think it's the last verse, right? So he spoke everything to him. Exodus 31. Right? He spoke it. He was speaking it. Now, then verse 17. Then verse 18. Praise God. Verse 18, it says, And he gave unto Moses, when he had made an end of communion with him, upon where, so you see the same, you use the same word commune, right? So the same kind of operation that was happening on the mountain is the same kind of thing that was, that was happening where? in the most holy place because in chapter 25 
when God told him to design the most holy place, put the, this mercy seat, put the cherubim, he said, I will commune with you. So it's the same communion of the mountain that moved to where? To the most holy. Now, when he made an end of communing, so you now see that, of course, communion actually means the speaking of the things of the testimony. If someone says, oh, I just finished communing with God. A lot of times, we've not communed with God. It's the communion. What we're enjoying is what we call the sweet fellowship or the communion of the Holy Spirit, which can occur without the actual communion of the things of God or without the substance of the testimony. The, the communion of the testimony is actually an experience of glory. It's a glorious experience. Amen. That thing they call the ministration of the Spirit is actually a, the communion is, is actually an operation of the unction of the Spirit, the holy unction. Amen. That communicates holy things. So, when he had made an end of communion with him upon the mountain of Mount Sinai, two, ta- ta- two tables of the testimony, right? That's what he gave to him. Tables of stone written with the finger of God. Praise God. Now, there's a way we've seen this, read this thing in Sunday school as kids. I remember I read this in Sunday school. And I think I even read this thing in a book. I can't remember if it's a book or Bible story. There was one book. But in the book I read, there was a graphic drawing of a finger writing on. So that's the way I, I imagine it. That, you know, this is actually what God's finger. And the finger was big. You know, it wasn't small. <laughs> the finger was bigger than Moses. Even. Praise God. Now, what's the meaning of this? This is what the Holy Ghost wrote this year. The finger of God. Now, they say the book of Exodus was written by Moses. So Moses was there. Now, what do you think Moses was speaking of when he, called, when he was saying the finger? It's not, of course, it was, it's not just a physical finger. God did not come down in a physical form, right, like a man, right? It was, although David, sorry, Moses had to use some kind of language, metaphor, something that we can understand. For example, when he would say that, when he asked him to show him his glory and all that, he said that God put him in the cleft of the rock and then he covered his eyes and then walked. How can you cover someone's eyes and walk and then he saw his back as he was still covering, covering his eyes? <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying? So those are all metaphors. It wasn't like God came down and then covered his eye and then how the same person who covered your eye was walking and you saw his back. No, no, no. <laughs> Praise God. So it wasn't so. You get me? He was just using language. When when Moses said the back of God, you know we like to think scripture is just flat back. So it was God's back. No. Amen. No, you picture a back with it's God's back, and there will be some muscles and things there. No, no, Moses. That's just the language he could use to explain what he saw, what happened to him. I'm sure he was actually talking about his soul, something, a covering, then, then, then an, an opening of some side of him that is not the full exposure. Are you getting what I'm saying? But he has to use that language to explain. How, how do you now begin to explain what happened? That kind of experience. 
Are you getting what I'm saying? So, so when they say that what wrote on that stone was the finger of God, it's not just an ordinary finger. That was, this must have been some, a kind of, when you say finger of a thing, it was a spiritual expression. The finger is actually, actually means is the spirit of God. But it, it is, when you talk about the finger or the hand, it's talking about the, a, a, an effectual operation, right? Because you use the hand to work. It's a work that was done. Amen. So it was the work of the spirit that was manifest. So finger actually, or anything has to do with arm in this sense, is talking about this Holy Ghost touching the natural. Because the Holy Ghost is actually the finger of God. It's also the arm of God. Touching the natural. That's what he called the finger. The finger of God. The finger of God. That phrase was also used when when Moses went to Egypt. I think when he, the Lord told him, he used his, his rod to stretch his rod. And I think when he brought the flies, was it the flies or so? And then the one that the, the Egyptian magicians tried to reproduce. Not snake, not the snake one. There's also one. Let's, is it, let's see it. What, what is Exodus chapter, is it 8? I think chapter 8. Praise God. <coughs> Okay, 17. Okay, okay, let's see. It says that, and they did so, 17, and Aaron stretched out his hands with his rod and smote the dust of the earth, okay, and it became lice in man and in beast. And all the dust of the land became lice throughout all the land of Egypt. And the magicians did so with their enchantments to bring forth lies, but they could not. Praise God. So there were lies upon man and upon beasts. And the magician said unto Pharaoh, this is the finger of God. <laughs> so, so what they were saying is a coded language. Is a, that, that those spiritual, spiritual men use, when they say the finger, the finger of a God means the, the, the visible operation of the, of the spiritual operation of a God on the earth. Are you getting me? So, how did that thing come about? It was actually the Holy Ghost. When he, the rod is actually a, a sign of the Spirit. Amen. When you hear rod by Scripture, what the Scripture uses rod to mean is spiritual inheritance. So, there is rod. Praise God. Rod is the... Amen. Well, he will beat all nations with, the, with the, the rod of iron. Now, the rod. Rod means the allocation of spirit for exercise. That not, not an inward operation now. Is that you have an inward inheritance. But then, when, you're, when you are to try to bring that thing to bear, even in the natural, carnal realm, to touch 
an arrangement that is not necessarily, that you, you can't bring your inward essence directly to bear. There has to be an, an outstretch. Rod means the stretching out from the within that to touch the external, something like that. You get what I'm trying to say? So the Holy Ghost is actually the rod of God. Do you, you get that? It's actually the spirit that's the rod. Amen. Amen. The Holy Spirit, like God now, now, the Holy Spirit is, the, is actually external. Now, God is more invisible than the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Now, you say, ah, but it's their spirit now. It's not the, the invisible part. <laughs> no. no. Amen. They are all spirit. But I would say God is spirit. He's also the father of spirits. Do you agree? The Holy Ghost, say Holy Ghost. Holy Holy Spirit. Now, of course, the Holy Spirit is is God too. Of course, he wasn't created. The Holy Spirit was not created, but he is a construct of God. In creation, he's a construct of God. In creation. Or he's a form of God. In creation. Like the Logos was a form of God. Amen? Amen. According to Philippians chapter 2, it was in the form of God. Counted it not robbery to be equal with God. Now, so the Holy Ghost is another form of God. Amen? Which is a construct of God. It's not like he was created. He's still God. But he's, he's formed to bear a certain characteristics of them. So, so even though he is their spirit, amen, is the spirit of God, but he is the one out of them that can flow anywhere. He can move into the natural and play with the natural. He can come and stay on this hanky now. Holy Spirit, God can't stay on this hanky. Neither can Christ. Neither can the word or the logos. Logos cannot rest on this. The Father cannot rest on this. But the Holy Ghost can rest on just this hanky. The Holy Ghost will be on it. You can carry it, travel to Japan, lay it on one sick person. And the, the power, the anointing will move from the hanky into the the flesh of the person and heal them. Right? Like the, the ghost that Paul was wearing. They came and be cutting apron from his body to go and heal the sick. He didn't even know about it. So it wasn't, so that kind of operation, it wasn't by fate. Because fate is a conscious thing, right? He, he releases fate like Jesus would do sometimes. By faith, Jesus, go, your daughter has been healed or whatever. Release this word. Like when he caused the tree, release faith, power. And then that will be done. Amen. But the operation of Paul, Paul might not have even known that someone cut his cloth. So it wasn't his own faith exercise. It's just spirit residue resting on part of his cloth that they cut out and went to take without his knowledge to heal somebody. So so Holy Ghost can flow. He can touch natural things. He can rest on things. Do you see that? So Christ is more spiritual, or the Logos is more, is more invisible than the Spirit. And the Father is more invisible than the Spirit. God the Father. God is more invisible. So, so you see the Holy Ghost is like, is there, it, it stretches out of them. He can go far, very far out of them. See, we shall bring forth a rod out of the, the, the stem of Jesse and a branch out of his root. 
and the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The spirit, of, they described the spirit that was upon him and they now began to now speak about his, his erotic operations. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm out of English, so. <laughs> Amen. So those are actually the, so, when, so those things they began to see that he will do, he won't judge with the side of the eyes, but, but with what? Equity. That's what they said he will, with the rod of his mouth, he will smite the, praise the Lord. So, so, so that's the, when that's those spirits in him now begin to manifest, he can manifest in the form of a rod. Do you see that? So, that was, so it was through that demonstration of rod that they gave to Moses that he was doing things. When the, the rod hit the Red Sea, it was, the, it was actually the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost moved and began to divide the word, the sea. And, I, and, I, and of course, I'm sure the, the Holy Ghost, the measure of the Spirit that was at work in those miracles was the measure of the ghost, which the angel, which they sent, which was working with Moses, which they sent to bring them out of Egypt, is the measure of the ghost of that angel that was actually operating through the rod of Moses. Amen. Are you seeing that? So, so the, the testimony was written with the finger of God. So it means that God had to, is by his spirit. He had to write the spirit. Now, I was saying before that in the, in the New Testament now, and that's what we're reading, let's, let's try and go back to, we have a few minutes, let's try and go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Amen. First Corinthians chapter two. We say he said that um, my speech, verse four, that my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in a demonstration of the Spirit and of power. Okay. Now, so the demonstration of the Spirit and of power. You see that that is a characteristic of the giving of the testimony. Right. It is, it is necessary. It has to happen. That's why that demonstration was happening on Sinai. Like I said before, so God could not, it's the Holy Ghost who, who demonstrates to teach, to write. It's, for, it's to demonstrate to write. To demonstrate to write. Amen. But the Holy Ghost has to do the demonstration from his wait from the point, his approach point. Amen. So those men, they were dead. God can't come and fill them with the Holy Ghost. Why? Because if God tries that, Satan will stand up and say, These men, they don't belong to you. He who owns the spirit owns the man. Because the spirit is the man. <laughs> you understand? So, so those men, they were all the devil's property because their spirits were dead. But even though they are devil's property, the thing with the soul is that Satan cannot say, okay, God, these men are my property. You can't talk to them. That's why the soul is the middle man. You know, the same way God cannot tell the devil, these children, they are all born again. They, I own them because they are Christ in their spirit. So therefore, you cannot talk to them anymore. The devil say, no, no, no. This is not the... 
We don't this law, we don't operate this way. Is that we both have right to talk to the soul. That's it, is the is the agreement. We both have right to who what? To talk to the soul. So even though they were dead in their spirit, God has right to try and reach their soul and engage with them. But he can't pour his spirit inside them because the feeling of spirit, when it comes to filling the soul with his spirit, it is who owns the spirit man that has the right to feel the soul. Then the pouring of spirit. You know what I mean? That's why you have to get born again to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. And Satan could pour his own spirit into men when he wanted to. When he, he feels he needs to. He would just pour, he would just give them feeling. <laughs> Baptism, just baptized them with the Holy, with the Holy Ghost. His own. Unholy ghost. All those unholy ghosts in hell. Those hellish ghosts. Hellish, hellish ghosts. You know, you know those hellish ghosts? They were, they were, Judas was filled with them, eh? Until at one point, Satan said, no, no, no. This, he drove them away and entered he himself inside. Why? He was, nothing would stop him. Because he owns the, he's a dead man. So the, those ghosts who were fulfilled him when he was doing his things, were, they were preparing the vessel for Satan himself to feel. Say, why has Satan filled thy heart? Praise God. You know why Jesus was even, was even teaching? At one point, Satan even sent some ghosts into Peter's, and the Peter began to speak and began to rebuke Jesus. And when Jesus said he will, he will go away, he will destroy the temple, then Peter began to... And then Jesus identified that this guy had just been baptized. So they addressed him. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. So, so God couldn't feel them because he couldn't put the Holy Ghost in them because if he could do that, then there's no need for all that coming on the mountain and and all that, you know, blackness and tempest and all that. He would just do it from within. So, but instead, because he doesn't have access, he has to make the Holy Ghost create the demonstration externally. Create it. So what should have been coming from within, do it externally, and through that way you can still get access. So when he's saying... That thou shalt love the Lord thy God, only him shall deserve. Thou shalt have no other God beside me. Do not, do not covet your neighbor's wife and all of those things. When he's saying it, it won't just be talk. It's talking by virtue of the demonstration. Do you, you understand me? That what God wanted to create was that the same experience that you, the New Testament believer, experiences, this sort of, and that's what Moses experienced. Right? To quick the heart to quake it, to shake it, to create fear. The atmosphere of fear within the heart 
God had to do that by an external method. But they <laughs> said, we are not. Whoo, this thing is. Paul was speaking about it in Hebrews chapter 12. About that mountain. So you, that you've not come to that kind of mountain. But you have also, you've come to a mountain. It's a mountain you've, you've come to. Mount Zion. Mount Zion. Mount Zion. In the spirit. Now, are you, are you now seeing what the unction does? Let me show you what the purpose of the unction does. Let's read. Hebrews chapter 12. So don't say, ah, God doesn't do tempest and all that. He still do. He still does it. And you cannot receive the administration of the Spirit without these operations. It's just that the method of creating it, of the demonstration, has changed. It has moved from without to within. Praise God. Hebrews chapter 12, as we close, it says, um, verse 18, it says, For ye are not come unto the mount that might be touched. It means it cannot be touched. You have come to a mountain, but the one you've come to cannot be touched. That bond with fire, nor unto blackness and darkness and tempest, and the sound of a trumpet, and the voice of words, which voice they that heard entreated, that the words should not be spoken to them, anymore. Amen. For they could not endure that which was commanded, and if so much as the beast touched the mountain, it shall be stoned or thrust, into, thrust through with the doubt. And so terrible was the sight that Moses said, I exceedingly fear, and then what? And quake. Say, but ye are come unto Mount Zion, unto the city of the living God, heavenly Jerusalem, an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and the church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven, and to God, the judge of all, and to the spirits of just men, and then to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the broad blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than the blood of Abel. Praise God. Now, in summary, in verse 28, it's because there's no time. It says, wherefore, we receiving a kingdom which cannot be, shaped, be removed, that let us have grace whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence. So the actual so Mount Zion is actually a place of the receiving of a kingdom. Yeah. Right? It's the receiving of matters, of things about a kingdom, or the testimony of what? Of a kingdom. Now, so but the ministration of that testament should cause Burning. There should be, as, he, as it's being ministered, this is what you, you call the demonstration of the Spirit that Paul spoke about in First Corinthians, Corinthians chapter 2. Is that when Paul is ministering by the demonstration of the Spirit, you should experience burning. These are phases of the ministration. It starts with burning. Burning is talking about the holy place, the seraphic and the art ambience of the speaking. Amen. Is that for the ambience of the speaking of righteousness? See that bond with fire. You see that? But the burning is unto blackness. There's also a realm of blackness 
and darkness and tempest. Are you seeing that? Which is, so the burning should burn until you land in that darkness. Which is like the tip of the mountain, which signifies the atmosphere of the most holy place. You see that? So it's fire unto the most holy. Do you see that? Then he now came back and said, okay. It's also the sound of a trumpet. Are you seeing that the trumpeting sound, is all, they also speak about it in the book of Revelation. It's also the, the trumpet is the sound of journeying. So the, the trumpeting sound and the fairy feeling and experience are actually the feeling of sanctification. So both feeling and sound, do you understand that? These are the things, amen. Now, now all these things should be created within the heart by the holy unction. When the ministration of the testimony of the spirit is ongoing. The reason why you will you need the ministration of the spirit for the testament is that you can't write testament to a heart the way it is. The heart it never quaked. You never experienced it. Nothing. AC. That's of our hearts. Praise God. Praise God. Some of our heart has been in AC since. <laughs> you know, express one single hit. Ambience, decibel level is just, you know, we don't, uh, not too much. You've never heard trumpeting before. When a soul has never been trumpeted to before, those are the kind of soul that are, they are easy in Zion. And they say, these are the ones, they say, woe to such souls. Because Zion is not a place where you should be at ease. It means that you are not fellowshipping with the, you are not engaging in the activity of the unction or the demonstration of the spirit, which the ministration of the Holy Ghost in Zion is supposed to bring about for the soul. So this is the sign, the signs that you are, you are partaking of the ministry of the spirit. Is, are, you, are you experiencing burning? Are you experiencing trumpeting? Are you experiencing quaking, shakings? These are the kind of inward, it's an inward experience, right? There's a way that those things translate into an attitude within the soul. As words are landing, coming out of God. You know, all these things, as God was speaking, is the speakings of God. Things that are being communicated by the Spirit out of the glory. As they are being released out of God. It's causing shaking. The Holy Ghost is, is creating demonstration of the Spirit. To, to shake the heart. To break the heart. To quake the heart bring the heart into a state where it can receive the writing of the Spirit. Let's just begin to pray. Tonight, just, there's no time, so just pray in the Spirit. And we want to pray and ask for 
access. One more. Increase. Demonstration. More access to the demonstration of the Spirit. To the ministration of the Spirit. To the ministration of the Holy Unction. Oh, Mekara, Mekele, Mekarios, Ekriada Mangredoske, Yendeli Arabato Toli, Kavarahata. Oh, Maha. Amana, Manana, Namata. So I came not with the excellency of speech, of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony. I came with a demonstration of the spirit and of power. Say, Lord, I want to experience it. I want to begin to experience it. I want to begin to experience it. Give me access. I want that demonstration. This demonstration. Baptize me into seasons. Baptize me into times of demonstration of the spirit. Help my soul. Help my soul. Help my soul to journey to the mountain of this demonstration. Help my soul to be availed, to be open, to be recipient. Tune me. Make me open and available. Oh, everything that has never quaked before. That has never shaken. That has never received the feeling, the touch of the flame, the fire of sanctification, the holy fire of the spirit, which is ignited by words, words of the kingdom, words of the testimony, speakings of the will of God. May that flame begin to burn. May it come ablaze in my heart. May it begin to burn in my heart. Let the ambience of the spirit, the atmosphere of the spirit be ignited within me. Make Karabasaya. Oh, Krisandeli Arabasuteke. Oh, yes, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. Avail my soul. Avail my heart. Avail my heart. Let my heart be availed. Be ready. Be open. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Mikaradoske. Oh, Krian Sarabai Kayala on Naila Malonia de Vera Bale. Men receive an idol's side. Maradova Hanos. Maradovas. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Lord, we worship you. Thank you tonight for your word. Lord, I ask that tonight, let every, as we have prayed, you've heard every heart, every soul that desired this experience. Be your way of the ministering, Lord, of your testament, the writing of your laws within hearts. I ask, O oh God, that you will answer the cry 
the quest and the desire, the request of every soul tonight, and that you begin to usher us into this season of heightened experience, Lord, of your spirit and of the holy unction. Thank you, our Father. We give all the glory to your name. Holy Ghost, take this word and use it. Characterize it by your own way afresh within our heart, Lord, and rot the encounters which it ought to give to every heart. Thank you, our Father. We give all the glory to your name. We bless you, Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You dwell between the cherubim shine forth. You dwell between the cherubim shine forth. You dwell between the cherubim shine forth.